0: episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season three, episode six, and if you're keeping track, it's episode 106. I'm Craig. I'm Britt, and Britt, we're back for another week of preseason injury and death. I, I don't care. <laughs> don't care. You don't care. Why don't you care? I, I'm busy over here. What do you? Well, actually, what's in that? You have a glass, but it's there's very, nothing it's next very, to me. Di- it's very dark. There's nothing you it's want very, in this glass. It's very dark. What's in that glass? Oh,
1: I'm glad you asked. Because I lied. There is something in this glass. It is something you don't want to drink because it is pumpkin beer. It is the pumpkin beer. It released today. Ladies and gentlemen, cue the music, Craig. It is Rhodes Mary's baby. For those who know me well, they know there's only one beer better than this, holiday ale. So somehow Craig will have to find both the Christmas and the Halloween music because I just mentioned them both. Yep. And I'm about to have That's my, my new first music. sip of the season.
0: All right. Now um, you bought this beer and you didn't. You didn't have any there. You just bought no, a six pack and left.
1: No, I bought this because I made my wife a promise. We have a we have a, a mini tradition. We have the first glass at the brewery because, like many beers, as much as I love Rosemary's Baby, Rosemary's is better off the tap than out of the bottle. That's just I think that's yeah ninety percent of the beers I have I feel that way about generally. So yes. I said to her, I will save the first draft to sip for when we're together because she likes the weird like eyes roll into the back of the head seizure I have. <laughs> <laughs> of joy when I drink this beer. So I'm about to have my first sip. Craig, right. is, Craig is taking the week off.
0: I Yeah, I am taking a week off just to, uh, you know, reset my... That's uh, good once in a while. Reset myself, you know. Uh, but we're just taking a sip of the beer, and of course, there's barely any. I mean, it's it's amber. It's not dark like Guinness.
1: It's dark like a brown ale. All
0: right. And how's the rum this year? Oh, my God. Because you know, very like they make this beer every year, and every year it changes a little bit. And some year like last year it was heavy on the rum. You sure part. you
1: won't take a sip of this to tell me what you I'm,
0: think? I am sure. I'm sure. I only okay, so here's the thing. there's some people that I don't know. Yeah, Other than like thing. granola, I don't eat because I really like the flavor of pumpkin, even though I know it's a spice and it's a gourd, but whatever. Um, so I save that for the fall. So for me, I start I start in months that end in ER. So like I'm gonna start next month, so in September. Then I'll go to like January. Well, now, well December.
1: Now, you historically know, speaking, the yeah. place where we have our fantasy draft, our 27th annual draft this year, by the way. Yes. The place we have our draft usually does have Rosemary's on tap. And that will be the last, the first weekend of September. It will technically be September 2nd. Yes. So you're going to have a Rosemary's? I will. Okay. Right, I, I took a couple of, uh, of sips of it while Craig was talking. It's richer this year. Okay. Um, the flavor is more mellow, but it's strong in the back end.
0: Like, like is it? But is it like you just j- had a shot of rum? No,
1: I feel like I was just drinking a light beer, and then the flavor of the pumpkin spice and the rum smoothness of the aging, because they age it in rum barrels, came in late. So again, analogy time. Yeah, it's like there's a knock at your door, and you go, "Who is it?" And somebody goes, "Bud Light," and you go, "Oh, Bud Light, huh?" And you open the door, and it's Michael Myers. And he stabs you and screams rum motherfucker before he leaves. That's kind All of right. what it was like for me. So very but it's, fallish, really smooth, really freaking good.
0: Cause I know last year, a lot of people like I didn't, but a lot of people had issues with it. Cause it was, I love the room. It finish. was heavy on the rum last year.
1: It's, it feels like it's heavier on the pumpkin spices yeah. this year. All right. Good, um, good. Which is fine by me. And it's, it's balanced in such a way that you're just getting beer up front, and then it's like, oh, by the way, are they doing? Pumpkins? Are do are they doing the other baby this year? I would hope they are. It's on their list. Oh, okay. Uh, and whether or not they do Stepchild, which is their sour version of this beer, I have no idea. But Other Baby is just amazing. Other Baby is aged longer and with vanilla added to it, and right. it's just freaking
0: epic. They sell those now. Those aren't those don't come in six packs. They sell in like a a pint craft bottle craft bottle thing. Good luck getting them. Yeah, you have to get that when they come
1: out. At the brewery, like fighting people mm. with a stick. <laughs> we got a bottle last year. a bo- And don't forget, I, I'm not bragging when I say this. Craig and I are somewhat well-connected at Two Roads. We know many of the guys who work there. We know when a lot of stuff is going to release and stuff like that. I knew Rosemary's Mary's was coming out either this week or next week. Um, you know, Because we, we talk to the guys there frequently. They're very nice to us. It's not like we're just Joe Schmo off the street. There, people recognize us and say hello to us. When I stopped yeah. in today to get the six pack, the the Tim, the bartender, was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh, I was like, "I just need to get a six." Oh, I'll open the store for you. Okay, he'd open the store for anybody, but the fact yeah. that he stopped and recognized me and said, "Hey, how you doing?" I haven't seen you in a while. What's been going on? That's different, you know. So anyway, but you know what? Let's talk some football. Yes. As much as I want to sit here and just drink Rosemary's Baby as until I fall asleep on your would. floor. <laughs> Let's talk football. uh, We're going to talk about um, deep cuts today. So thank you. We've got a a couple of uh, new um, reviews. Reviews. Uh, One of which was like your draft episode was really good, but it left me wanting more. I'd like to talk about some deep cuts. You got it. We're going to talk today about guys with an average draft position of over 150. And we're going to play a game called draft, keep, or dump where you can pick somebody over 150 you think is going to be good for this year somebody who may be good as a keeper going forward, and someone you are absolutely not touching in that range. And we'll do that for each position. But yep. let's first start with our normal stuff. Sure. Craig, burning hot takes. Okay. What do you got for me this week? Um, So, as I
0: mentioned this every year, I'm a believer in the Madden curse. Oh, we know. Now, did you see the, some, the something that that someone online pointed out about last year's cover.
1: Are you talking about one of the, the names of one of the studios that worked on last year's version?
0: Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the graphics engine they use. So, that's what it's called.
1: All right. So the graphics engine has a name and the individual, let's remind folks on the Madden cover. Yes. Was Antonio Brown. Correct. What was the
0: name of that graphics company? Craig? Um, the graphics engine is called frostbite frostbite with right.
1: Antonio Brown on, on the, the cover.
0: Right. So, I'm just saying, when you're on the cover of Madden, it's just like it's not like the next day you get hit by a bus and you this, can't play football. But it, what's, it, what's the question in the here? The question is, does it make you any more worried about Patrick Mahomes? No, no, because I
1: don't <laughs> believe this mumbo jumbo that you keep spewing about the Madden curse. Guys get hurt all the freaking time. It happens. They do. It happens. And that's actually where I'm going with my question. Do you believe, do you, are you, does this increase your Yes. Yes. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Scale of one to 100. Wow. Regardless of who's on the cover. Yep. How certain are you that within, let's say within 12 months, not even the same season. Right. But within 12 months of them appearing in the Madden cover, they will suffer an injury. Give me a percentage. How certain are you?
0: It's a mix between injury and just a horrible season or issues. Um,
1: well, that, that's when Peyton Hillis was on the cover. That <laughs> happened. Remember Peyton that happened. Hillis?
0: Well, remember last year all the drama that um, Antonio Brown had with the Steelers? But I think the curse is more about the injury bug, but that's... That yeah, point? but so I would say I'm like 85%. That's high. That's really high to me.
1: 30% <laughs> tops. All right. Tops. All right. So here's mine. Okay. Everyone's dead. <laughs> yes. This is, I'm looking at the injury list that reported today. Let's talk about a couple of skill guys. So today is, what the hell is today's date? Today is the 14th. Yep. Of a August. couple of guys, yep. A couple of guys who went down today that are fant- air quotes, fantasy relevant, meaning they're in positions where. It may matter. Yeah. Okay. Because the first two names on the list are Kenyon Drake and Devontae Parker. And right now, I'm not sure anyone on Miami or Washington matters to me <laughs> in the world of fantasy football. <laughs> But Kenyon Drake uh, injured his foot. He's questionable for week one. Devontae Parter, Parter, Parker, undisclosed injury, Hmm. questionable for week one. Uh, Maurice Harris and Philip Dorsett are both questionable for week one at Pittsburgh. That's not really groundbreaking. Damian Harris has a wrist issue, not groundbreaking. Adam Humphreys, questionable for week one, undisclosed injury. And uh, Darius Geis- Knee week one, he just
0: needs to stop playing
1: and Paul Richardson <laughs> week one and Trey Quinn. Wow, again, but those are all in Washington and Washington's virtually dead to me, Craig. Of those guys, I mentioned, wow, <laughs> does anybody move the needle for you? Does any of those concern you? My only really
0: concern is Drake. I was still he because I'll be, I meant you know a couple episodes ago. Why because I thought he was gonna have a good year this year. Um, I depending on that injury, he still may so. I mean, it's I should to... go back
1: a couple of days. The, the next day, this might change your answer. Debo Samuel is questionable for week one, and the injury is listed as personal. That scares the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. And then George Kittle injured his calf. He's questionable. Those Kittle moves the needle for me. Samuel is somebody I've been looking at, and I kind of like, so that inches Muhammad the needle Sanu for me. Sanu was hurt. When would that happen?
0: Uh, that happened Monday.
1: Oh, I'm not going the far back. I should go. I could, but.
0: And your buddy Njoku. What
1: is it with tight ends and the the bangles and injuries? Two tight ends with concussions? Yes. Carter and Franks both have concussions, and <laughs> yeah. Joku has a knee injury.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So all right, so let's let's look as far back as that. Who 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 worries you?
0: Um, probably
1: Kittle worries me.
0: Kittle's probably the biggest one on that list.
1: I'm I'm worried about Samuel's injury because it's just unlisted. So there's a follow-up question to this before I throw it back to you. Yeah. Which is this. I was listening to SiriusXM Radio today, and I don't remember which analyst was saying it, but he is tired of the injuries that they don't tell you what's going on. He feels like he's got thousands of dollars on the line between betting football, which is now legal, and fantasy football, and he deserves some honest information from the team. So when the team says Joe Schmo is questionable, undisclosed, or personal, he feels that's BS and that reporters should push on that. historically when reporters push on that they suddenly find their credentials aren't waiting for them at the gate (laughs) on game day right where do you stand on this does the league owe us explanations for all these injuries the teams or is this just kind of a hey deal with um now that it's now that
0: betting is legal in most places uh i would say it's a little more prevalent in that the nfl may want to eventually make it mandatory um, they have a because, reporting policy, but it's very loose. I mean, look at what the Patriots do. They put everyone—sorry, Cinch—they list all kinds of people as questionable and probable. Till- well, that
1: and that was Bill Belichick recognizing early on that you don't have to explain someone's absence from practice if they're on the injury report. Right. So if you put, if you want to just rest Tom Brady because he's getting older. And they do have a habit of like bringing in older guys. Don't forget all the wide receivers they've brought in over the years that have been in the later half of their career, a la Randy Moss, et cetera. If you put them on the injury report and just say undisclosed injury, you don't have to answer anything. They don't have to practice. You can rest them. Now they've changed that since. Now it's like, you can just, you you know, you can just tell them it's a veteran rest day. People do that all the time now. But in the beginning, that was a huge part of it. So he did. He would put everybody on the on the the uh, the injury list if he could because it was good ga- in his mind, good gamesmanship. I just think it's a dick move. But that's just me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big patriot guy. But do they need to change yeah. this?
0: Uh, yeah. I think now that especially now more even more money is involved, there people are going to push the NFL to change it.
1: And here's the next thing: credentials need to come from the NFL, not from the teams. There's your first thing. You want hard-hitting reporting? You want coaches exploding at every press conference instead of just two or three times a year? Make the the access to the stadium tied to the NFL PR, not to the teams. So the Bengals can't issue credentials. The NFL does. And if you have an NFL credential, you go in. And if a team has a problem with a guy, they can then say to the NFL, we want this guy removed, and it's up to the NFL to make that determination. Because there is so much worry on the part of reporters from what I've read and what I've heard. And they'll never admit this, but it's happened in every sport. Happened when Jim Calhoun was at UConn. The dude from the Hartford Current. I don't even remember the guy's name, wrote a terrible piece about how badly managed the UConn men's basketball team was one year. And they revoked his credential. Oh, they did? They revoked his credential. He just showed up at Gamble Pavilion and, like, eh. and was told, no, you can't come in. You're not on the list. He said, well, I'm the Hartford current. Rep- well, no, you're list. not on the list. You're not on the list. Go away. And he wrote a scathing piece about how this was censorship. If you own the rights to access.
0: The do team whatever should- you want.
1: That's it. The team should not own the access rights. They shouldn't. It should be at the NFL level. That's all I'm saying there. What all else right. have you got for me tonight?
0: I have something uh, not football related.
1: Okay, that's always um, nice.
0: And it's beer-related. It's beer-related, beer okay. It is. And I was going to ask you this even before I knew you, you were going to bring that here. Yeah. Is there another beer, is there another pumpkin beer that you would take over Rosemary's beer? No.
1: Easy answer, no. There is Are no... there any other
0: pumpkin beers that you enjoy?
1: Oh, yes. Several. Several, Several, but Um, not,
0: but that would be first
1: Southern, Southern tears, pumpkin, not the Imperial. Oh no. (laughs) Not the barrel aged Imperial. (laughs) The Southern, I think actually the regular Southern tier pumpkin is an Imperial. Okay. So the regular Imperial pumpkin. I like that a great deal. Shipyard pumpkin head.
0: Shipyard is good. Solid. It is good. It's different though. It's, it's a little, it's
1: sweeter. We went out for your birthday. Was it two years ago? Where we went out for a football Sunday, and we ended up spending all day at that uh, Heaven and Spoke restaurant, but we stopped first. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. At Fire Engine. Yes, we went there first, and then went to Heaven Spoke. And
1: I ordered a a pumpkin head, because it was on tap. And they were like, well, do you want the fancy glass? And I thought, oh, okay, fancy serving glass. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the fancy glass. It was actually a glass encrusted in cinnamon and sugar. Yep. That made the beer—I mean, the problem is— It's sweet. Yes, it's very (laughs) sweet. And people look around and like, oh, look, he has like a margarita glass. He must be drinking something fancy. Look at the (laughs) fancy man.
0: And you're just like,
1: you know. That's beer. You feel like somebody's going to come up and tap you in your shoulder and go, excuse me, sir. You need to surrender your man card. Actually, in the first time I ever had pumpkin beer,
0: we were in Long Island visiting one of Laura's friends. And we went out to dinner. Uh Uh-huh. And her friend got it. And I'm like, what is that? Because it had the encrusted, like the cinnamon sugar Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And that's the first time I had it. And then ever since then, I've been hooked on Pumpkin I love beer. pumpkin
1: beer. Uh, it's it's a sign the fall is coming. I like the cooler weather. The spring and the fall are my favorite seasons. I'm a big Halloween fan. I love Halloween season. So for me, you know who makes a really good pumpkin? I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Port Jefferson Brewing in New York makes a really solid pumpkin beer that I like a great deal. Hmm. Uh, oh, and of course, if there's anybody can compa- compare with uh, Rosemary's, Lock City in Stanford, Connecticut makes uh jack uh, o lantern it's called lock-o-lantern this stuff will put you on your ass really and it is amazing it's like eight or nine percent and it is so smooth it is epically amazing now there's been some i don't like right i mean that you know i, I won't name names here there's been one or two here or there but yes yeah. disappointed so it- do you
0: like more of the pumpkin flavor or do you like
1: well that's the funny thing i don't like pumpkin flavored things so what I do you... I don't like pumpkin pie and stuff like that, but right. something about the pumpkin beer just appeals to me. All right. All right. So I yep. hate pumpkin pie. I won't eat a pumpkin muffin, but I love nope. pumpkin beer. So love you don't it. like pumpkin spice. I'm, But I do because most but of the pumpkin do. beers are pumpkin spice beers. Right. So They're, I wonder what it is. I have or... no clue. I have it's no strange. clue. I know all what right. I like. All right. Yeah. That's all that and matters. And this will carry me into Holiday <laughs> Ale, and that's all that matters. The best five or six months of the year or four months of the year, maybe of Brit's beer drinking existence has started today <laughs> from now until probably the second week of January, my favorite beers of the year all come out. So what's your third? If those are your top two, what that the third favorite beer of all time, Oh, that's... Yeah, you would
0: drink right now. Are you just going to drink pumpkin so you're telling beer me
1: right now? I have every beer I've ever tasted available in front of me. What am I reaching for? First, second and third.
0: Right, so I'm saying there's Holiday Ale, there's that's Rosemary's one. Baby. That's two. What's the third beer you would drink after uh, those Rosemary's two? Other Baby.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, outside of the Rosemary's Holiday Ale realm, oh, there's a couple by Kent Falls. Probably either Fuzzy Baby Ducks by Nebco or Awkward Hug or Double Awkward Hug by Kent Falls. They put out some really solid stuff, and it's all local stuff I like. So. Oh, that's good.
0: But so for the next couple of months, Britt is only going to be drinking pumpkin beer and holiday ale.
1: Pretty, pretty exclusively, Because last yes.
0: year, Britt, uh, Britt went around to look for cases of holiday
1: ale. I only bought two last year, <laughs> cases of holiday uh, of holiday ale. But yes, yes it,
0: we've wasted so a lot of time. We did. We're, we're, ah, we're, let's right.
1: get to business. So I sent to Craig today a list from our friends at uh, Fantasy Football Calculator and uh, said, here are the quarterbacks, ADPs, running backs, et cetera, in ADP rankings, let's talk about the bottom guys, and I want to know who you would draft for one year, who has keeper potential based on your outlook for 2019, and who you're just dumping onto the waiver wire. All right. So let's jump right into the quarterback. So what I so what, how I siphoned this is if you had an overall ADP of 150 or higher. So think about that in a 12 teamer. That's at least what uh, is around. 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. I'm not right. doing the math in my head. Yeah, 12 rounds would be 144 picks. So you're talking 13th round or later. In a 10 teamer, you're talking late rounds. You're talking 15th, 16th round. So I only and again, I only went based off what was available on their site. There's names that simply aren't on this list. Right. The quarterbacks, only five names came up. And they were in order Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. Sam Darnold. Darnold, right? Darnold arnold all right i said it right yeah he did josh allen yep Derek carr and matt stafford okay so craig of those five guys keep draft and dump all right one of each so keep would be i have
0: them on my team this year maybe And you
1: think that in a lot of places you 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 pay picks for later so this is a guy who might be worth a 14th or 15th rounder next year as a keeper as a keeper Yeah, This is a guy you're going to draft this year, and there's a possibility if things work out the way you think they will, he could be a keeper in 2020. He's going to move up the list. Up the list? uh,
0: For me, that would be Darnold. Okay, why? Um, Everything I'm hearing out of the Jets camp is everything. People are really excited. People are playing well together. Uh, For the first time in a long time, the Jets have a feature back. Not that their other running backs weren't good players, but... Now they have Bell, like this is the first time they had a running back like that since what LT? Probably. So uh there's a lot of potential there. That takes a lot of pressure off of him what as well. What about
1: the crow, man? You just gotta feed the crow.
0: I mean, he's he was good. He had concussion what issues. What about though. Elijah McGuire? Just, what happened still, to him? He's still there, I think.
1: <laughs> That's how little he's impacted. All right. So you're you're looking at uh Darnold as your which one was that? Was it your keeper or your drafter? So keep is this year. Keep means you're going to add them to your team in 2019. Yep. But with the expectation you think they're going to excel and in 2020, they're a potential keeper candidate. And then draft. Draft is a guy you're grabbing this year, but you're not thinking beyond this year. All right. Good. So which one was Darnold again? Darnold was keep. Okay, so who's your draft guy? Draft just for a
0: just for a backup, you know, I still like Matthew Stafford. Why? Cause he throws for like 5,000 yards a year, but who
1: is he throwing to?
0: It doesn't matter. It doesn't, Nah, not for him. He's, he's like underneath like Drew Brees and you know, he just throws the ball constantly. Okay. So that for me is that's why, I mean, I would use him as a backup. So
1: who's your dumper?
0: Uh, that would sadly be uh, Derek Carr.
1: No, he, he, the, the Gruden resurrection. Gruden goes
0: through quarterbacks very quickly. He so does. I think this is going to be Derek Carr's last season as a Raider.
1: I think this might be Derek Carr's last season in the league. Um, you know, um, yeah, I think that's, I, I agree with that. Um, all right, so mine. So what about you? My keeper is is Sam Darnold. I, I, think, I think Darnold has an opportunity to really elevate this year. So I think Darnold could be a QB1 under the right circumstances. At the very least, he's a QB2, which means he's going to be um, in the top 20 to 24 uh, QBs. Right now, he's at 22 among ADP on the QBs. He's definitely going to move up five or six slots. Uh, My draft guy is Mitch Trubisky. Here's my thing with Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, by the way, uh, Sam Darnold, Tony Romo came out today and said he's the breakout candidate um, of of 2019. And uh, Tony Romo is either psychic or actually (laughs) knows something about football because if you watch any of the games he called last year, he was pretty accurate. So I'm going to put a little bit of weight on what he says. And and everyone in and Jets, the Jets have become a love fest. Darnold has come out and said, I love my coach, uh, I love my receivers. Everyone's talking about how much he uh, gets along with folks. It, it's just it seems like a good a good environment right now. So I think the Jets are on the up uptick right now. Uh draft wise, Mitch Trubisky, I think this is a boomer bust year for the Bears. I think there you is don't think a their lot – defense is gonna
0: carry them again?
1: No, I don't. I don't think their their defense is gonna carry them this year. So I think And that's not because their defense isn't good. I think that there is the word is out about the bear defense. The bear defense is good again, and people are going to prepare extra hard for the bears. I think he's going to have to put up or shut up, and that means he's going to have to either go out there and uh, start show QB one potential, or he's going to have to pretty much go away and become the next Blake Bortles slash Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Um, So, and here's the thing: he's got weapons. He's got maybe too many running backs behind him. He's got Allen Robinson. They've got options. They've got Trey Burton, who if he stays healthy, and yes, he's on the injury report, but if he stays healthy, there is no reason that if Mitch Trubisky has QB1 potential, that he should not have an amazing year. And that's why he's not my keeper is because he needs to show me something. Darnold showed me something last year in terms of like his decision making and his was his first year, all that fun stuff. I haven't seen that at Trubisky yet. My dump is Josh Allen. There is nothing about the Buffalo Bills that make me feel confident about Josh Allen. If Trubisky has targets, Allen does not. While uh, Trubisky has guys like Cohen and Montgomery behind him, there's a social security line forming behind Josh (laughs) Allen. (laughs) Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, it's just old in Buffalo. I don't have a whole lot of, and I love Frank Gore. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think he, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be good. The, the, the positive news at a Buffalo camp this week yeah. was that in a joint practice against Carolina, Josh Allen was working the short pass effectively. Oh, good. Craig, you can work good. the short pass effectively. <laughs> I so, can't cause I'm left-handed. That's keep your biases to yourself. We are a bias free podcast. That's really not true. But anyway, um, <laughs> There's that. So that's that's uh so I'm gonna recap mine. My guy to look at as a potential keeper is Sam Darnold. The guy to use this year and see how he does is Mitch Trubisky, and the guy you're gonna dump is Josh Allen. Craig, recap your three. Uh so my keeper was Darnold. Uh my draft was Stafford, and my drop was Carr. Okay. So now to the running backs. In the running backs list, there were also five names. Uh Tony Pollard from Dallas, Naheem Hines from Indy. C.J. Anderson from Detroit, Chris Thompson out in Washington, and Malcolm Brown out in L.A. with the Rams. Can't just say L.A. anymore. You've got to say the Rams. Yep. So uh, I'll lead off this one. For me, my keeper is Naheem Hines. Okay. Listen. (sighs) (laughs) Period. And the end. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm trying to read this word I wrote, and it looks like mock fatters. (laughs) Um, oh no, okay, Mack falters. That's there you what it go. is. So I looked at his numbers from last year. Naheem Hines' numbers were not terrible. He caught a lot of passes, and the games that he didn't catch like double digit passing yards or double digit catches were like where you only had one catch for minus two. He actually had as many receiving touchdowns as rushing touchdowns. And I and don't forget Marlon Mack missed some time last year. I think if anything happens to Marlon Mack. Naheem Hines is going to be the man in Indy. And if Luck is healthy, which is a and huge that's a big if, if again. right now. And again, if we had not seen this story already with Andrew Luck will be fine for the beginning of the season. Andrew Luck will be fine for the beginning of the season. Andrew Luck will be fine for the beginning of, the season. Be the beginning of next season kind of conversation because <laughs> we've been down this road. He'll be, yeah. He'll be here week one. He'll be here week one. He'll be here week one next year. We've done this. Right. So if if he's healthy and anything happens to Mac, Naheem Hines has huge Potential and right now he's going off as RB fifty nine at pick one fifty four. That is super late flyer territory. And if you've got Mac, it just makes sense to link him up. So I'm going to keep him. Drafting is C J Anderson. Here's the bottom line: everywhere C J (laughs) Anderson goes, he finds a way to put a voodoo curse on the guy ahead of him and (laughs) ends up getting carries. Todd Gurley didn't have arthritis until C J Anderson got there. That's just probably saying. that's not true. He didn't have it diagnosed until he got but there. Still. But still, I'm not putting it. I'm not saying CJ Anderson kills chickens <laughs> in the moonlight to promote his career. I'm saying just like the curse. I don't know that he doesn't kill chickens <laughs> in the moonlight. CJ Anderson, where he goes, he just weird things follow. He's become like this vulture. So I'm gonna pick him up. And if he doesn't do well or it, in and Detroit carry on carries the load, that's fantastic. I can cut him. And then my, my dump is Chris Thompson. One sense, The Washington Redskins are not only a tire fire, they are easily the worst managed, staffed, and coached team in the NFL. End of story. So how could I possibly take Chris Thompson, who is backing <laughs> up Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis under any circumstances? There is no scenario in which I would touch Chris Thompson. Oh, well, AP's old and he gets injured and guys isn't able to start the year. Fantastic. All that tells me is they have no one at running back. Chris Thompson is not the answer. I am dumping nope. Chris Thompson. Craig, give me your list. Uh,
0: So my list is actually pretty close. Uh, Who's so your keeper? My keeper uh, is going to be Mr. Tony Pollard. So you're, you're buying into the Pollard's going to replace Zeke theory. I am because a we don't know like I'm you know I have Zeke on teams I hope he shows up and Pollard's going around 153 in average adp if you have if you're keeping Zeke you definitely should draft him <laughs> just get that out of the yeah, way yeah um here's the thing though if he does play and I'm he the way it's going if. right now he he probably is going to play this is gonna be like a showcase for him to get signed somewhere else so longer Zeke misses The more he has potential to perform, which is what we thought
1: with Alfred Morris going there, and when Zeke wasn't well, but it didn't turn out that way. So you're not worried about it's because Alfred Morris is still there, isn't
0: he? I'd have to look that up.
1: I'm pretty sure he is. You're not worried about Alfred Morris. I'm not because now that they have Cooper,
0: uh, I think their offense is a little more in sync. But Cooper's hurt. True. Cooper's got
1: the foot issue that no one's talking about. True. In detail, which scares me.
0: Right. Um. So my next uh, draft. Actually be the same person you uh would be CJ. So we're we're buying into <laughs> we're, the CJ Anderson are, just because finds a way. He just finds a way to get yards, well, even if he's the backup and he's backing up Carry on Johnson. So who knows what's gonna
1: happen in Detroit? 10-second <laughs> side. How confident are you in Carry on Johnson? Zero to one hundred percent. That he's gonna be an RB one. Because that's what people 65. are talking about. What are we don't talk about so wait a minute, hold on a second. Let's let me pull that up really quick. Quick side note, because I want to go back to this. Because we haven't talked a lot about carry-on, and Sean is a big carry-on guy. He is. Carry-on Johnson is going at RB12 right now between Joe Mixon and Damian Wilson around pick 22.9. So he is a third-round pick and potentially a late RB1, early RB2 percentage confidence that he will end up in the top, let's say, 20, 20 RBs.
0: 60... I'm at like forty-five.
1: Ish. I just don't have faith in but that. now that CJ
0: Anderson's yeah. there, maybe fifty.
1: <laughs> so they cut CJ Anderson and the number soars, but yeah. All right, so you're drafting CJ Anderson. Who are you dumping?
0: Um why didn't I uh Chris Thompson? Because all right,
1: so I give you my reasons. Why aren't you faith let's, in Chris he's Thompson? He's been playing since uh
0: 2013. He
1: feels like he's been playing forever.
0: Yes. Let me read you his let me read you his yardage. Oh god. Sorry, right, wait, wait, wait.
1: So twenty thirteen was his first year. So you've got the whole year? You got everything?
0: Yeah. I got 13,
1: 14, 15, 16, 18. 17. So he's played six full seasons. Yes. Give me the artist. Start starting in 2013, go up the line. Zero. Okay. We can't
0: count that. 2014, then. 12. Okay. 2015, 216. All right.
1: So that really should be the first one we count, but go okay. on. Okay.
0: 2016, 356. Well, it's gotten better. 2017, 294.
1: I regressed a little. Last year, 178. See, there's just... <laughs> and it, 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 it doesn't say how many games he appeared in, does it? Uh tch, tch. I'm not going to go
0: crazy for that, but Ten, I mean, well okay, going backwards from 2018, 10 10. Okay, so wait, wait. So 16. 10 games, so
1: give me the give me the games in the yards. So in 2018, 10 games for
0: 178 yards. Oh. 2017, 10 games, 294 yards. Oh my god, two touchdowns. 2016, 16 games three hundred and fifty six yards, three S- touchdowns,
1: 16 games, 350 yards, even as the changeup
0: back. That's terrible. And then 2015, 13 games, uh, 216 yards. Yeah, we said five touchdowns rushing touchdowns. So. We
1: can't. All right. So recap. I am. Uh, oh, God, I went to the next page. I am absolutely looking at Naheem Himes as a potential breakout if Mac falters. I am drafting C.J. Anderson because everywhere he goes, he somehow gets carries. And I won't touch Chris Thompson unless he is the last, literal last man available on every roster.
0: (laughs) Craig. Uh, So recap, I am keeping Plard. I
1: am drafting C.J. Anderson and dropping um, Brown. I like this kind of exercise. It it gives us some. And and this is the thing. When we put it out to the podcasters, Sean was like, so you're looking for sleepers. Not really really not really we're, just we're talking about guys who I are mean, just I, going late and how valuable they are and and that, and, that, and that was the comment we got back was i really would have liked some late picks okay here you go now unfortunately the commenter who told us that also said my draft was the next well, day hey, so you can do another draft i'm sorry dude we're a day late for your purposes but thank you for your comment all right let's move on to wide receivers because we got a much longer list we do so <laughs> i'm going to run down the list and throw it to craig Starting with wide receiver number 59, who's going at an average ADP of 153.1 is, oh God, I can't, and he's on my team, McColl Hardman. I think it's pronounced McColl. Hardman, whatever it is. Okay. Michael Gallup, mm-hmm. Traquan Smith. Yep. Debo Samuel, who did hit the injury report with personal. I don't know what a personal injury is. Did somebody insult him? Did <laughs> somebody say, Debo, you're not good. And he got very upset and now he's personally injured. I don't know. Uh, next is Adam Humphreys, also on the injury list now. Randall Cobb, Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, also on the injury list. And Marquise Goodwin, always on the injury list. <laughs> Marquise Go- I love Marquise Goodwin. The potential for him, particularly in best ball, is so great, he can't stay on the field. He's like, he's like the deep threat John Brown. Like John Brown's yeah. supposed to be like this route runner. If you put the two of them on the same team and waved a magic wand so they would always be healthy, it would be probably the best receiving core in the NFL, hands down. But they're never healthy.
0: No, you can probably get eight games out of them total. Eight games! Between the two of them.
1: <laughs> eight ga- Between the two of them, you get eight games. And they're such different receivers. All right, Craig, take the lead on this one. Who are you looking at as a keeper? A guy um, you'll draft in 2019, but you could see keeping in 2020 if things go right. If thing if things go right and now,
0: let me preface this by I made my list before looking at the injury list, but anyway, uh, there would be Debo,
1: and we don't know the Debo's a personal thing right. that could be, and again, personal could be he's having a baby,
0: yep, he a family could have member
1: a sick, sinus infection, <laughs> like, it could be a number of different things that tomorrow could be completely cleared up. You know what? I'm gonna while you do your list, I'm gonna look yep. up and see if I can find information on the Debo same injury, uh, just because, you know,
0: Tyreek Hill is back, but. The way his history has been, we don't know what's going to happen in the middle of the year. Uh, I know Sammy Watkins is there, but you know KC does have a, t- a very powerful offense. As long as Madden doesn't show up, um,
1: <laughs> I will personally kill you. Hey, don't say I didn't warn you. No, I think you're bringing it to life. No, I. You're, bring- I'm just you're making this you. manifest destiny over here.
0: Um, let's see, what's that? Oh, who am I drafting? Uh, I would be Traquan Smith. Really. Why? Because same so same many weapons. Before, just, just volume. Just volume in New Orleans. They're gonna throw first. He's just another option that they have that Drew Brees has. Did you find anything in the personal? List? I did.
1: NinersNation.com yep. is reporting that uh was excused from practice due to personal reasons. Kyle Shanahan said he will likely give us more information if he has to miss on Thursday. So by the time you hear this podcast, <laughs> there may be an update to that. So that doesn't worry me as much as anymore. It, it, if he might miss Thursday, I might not go to work on a Thursday. Who knows? Right. Okay. All right. Sorry. And uh, that that was your uh, draft guy. Who's your dumper?
0: Uh, It would be Humphreys.
1: Why? Really? In Tennessee? Is that more about I am, Adam or more about Mariota?
0: It's more about Tennessee and Mariota. I am just over Tennessee as a team and in fantasy – the they reports are not me, good. They burned me last year and the year before. I'm just, I'm just over oh, Tennessee.
1: You ain't got to talk to me. <laughs> about, my team lost to them two years ago in the first round of the playoffs. I ought to talk to me about Tennessee burning you. The words, the reports I'm hearing about Mariota are not good. I am hearing, I am hearing that if he does not have a good week two preseason, yep, the word quarterback competition has snuck into the coach's mind. Do you remember who's standing behind him? Um, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, that's right. That's right. The word I heard on Mariota is that he can't get the ball out to the sidelines. His arm is just his arm strength is shot. His injury history has just caught up with him. He does not have the arm strength anymore. It. That's what I'm hearing. Now he comes out this weekend and he goes 11 for 15 and a uh, half of action for a touchdown and no picks. People can shut the f up. Right, but. I don't know what's going to happen. So, all right, that's a good list. Right. So, for me, yeah, my keeper, I got to get my list here, is Hardman from KC. Here's the bottom line. Anyone who plays with Andy Reid has the potential <laughs> to break out. Andy Reid called him Tyreek Hill Part 2. Really? At the draft, he said he was a similar receiver. And yesterday at camp, he said, it's like watching Tyreek as a rookie. We all know what Tyreek has done on and off the field, which is why there's a problem. (laughs) Yes. Patrick Mahomes was asked who's put in a lot of work. He specified McCall Hardman. Really? So the quarterback likes him. The coach likes him. The number one could still go to jail at any moment. It's just a really good situation for him to potentially break out. And I'm sorry, at a 153.1, I will wait till round 12 or 13, and I will toss him on my roster, and I will not hesitate to cut him in week three if he stinks. Draft Michael Gallup. Really? All right. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna give you some inside <laughs> permission here. I'm getting I'm whispering. You know what it means when I whisper. Okay. All right. Good. The word on Amari Cooper is not great. The injury doesn't look like terrible, but it looks like it could hamper him for a couple of weeks into the season. That's the word I'm hearing. Okay. That's what I'm reading online. I called Jerry Jones. I called the Jerry Jones phone service, sponsored by Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones personally told me, at least the woman on the phone sounded like Jerry Jones, and she identified herself as Jerry Jones, personally told me that there's a good chance that Cooper may be restricted early on. If that's the case, Michael Gallup is going to be the guy, and he has been stupendous in camp by every reporter's report. I have not personally been to Dallas Cowboys camp. I do not get... A badge with Jerry Jones's picture on it next to me. But do you want one? No. But that's beside the point. Which leads me to my dump. So I'm, I'm fine with I'm, I'll pick up Gallup and see what he does in that first couple weeks. My dump is Randall Cobb.
0: Craig, I feel like he's been playing for 15 years. Craig,
1: how old is Randall Cobb in your mind? 32. He's 28. I had <laughs> to look that up because I thought he was 35. <laughs> Randall Cobb is probably the oldest 28 of anybody on that team. I don't think he can be trusted at all. Now, keep in mind, I just said I would dump Randall Cobb before Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, who Joe Dolan went on the air this week and said he's made an entire career out of making a good preseason. Every year we hear this about Devontae Parker, right? Oh, Devontae Parker's look great in cap. Oh my God, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker's talking to Ryan Tannehill. Oh my God. And then what happens? Devonte Parker one catch, twelve yards. That's his season. It, yeah, it's not. It's not real. So, all right. So to recap, I am looking at McCole Hardman as a breakout keeper. I am drafting Michael Gallup because I don't know what's going to happen there, and I am not touching Randall Cobb. Craig, what are you doing? Uh,
0: so I am keeping Debo. Just keeping an eye on his personal injury possibility i'm drafting traquan just because of the volume there and i am over humphreys in tennessee
1: that's fantastic now we're on the tight ends you might as well call this the walking dead list (laughs) (laughs) my problem with tight end is as you've heard i've kept detailed notes yes on everybody else my tight end list literally just has a box around the names (laughs) So we're gonna fly through this. I mean, look at this. This is my quarterback notes. Yeah, See, no, that he, actually he took notes. Handwritten notes. I actually researched my ideas today. So that's a plus. All right. Tight ends. All right. Now it's not unusual that tight ends get drafted after the 150 mark. We've talked about it before There's in the draft. Giant stretching. cliff. There. Yeah.
0: You want? Know Let's talk about that cliff for a second. Like that yodeling guy in um, the. That, um, that so game let show. me go down <laughs> the
1: list. Ready? You tell me when I hit a cliff. Yep. Travis Kelsey averaged 16.8. This okay. is their ADP. Right. Zach Ertz, 31.6, 15 picks later. Okay. Little Cliff. George Kittle, 33. So you got three tight ends They're in the top 33 evenly. picks. Yeah. Number four is OJ Howard, 23.7 picks later at 56.7. So you go 33 to 56.7. This is worse than cliff diving with Tom Brady dangerous. <laughs> okay. That is a huge jump. And then there's there's like little jumps here uh, between 10 and 11, and Joku's at 10 at 94, Hooper 114. Wow. There are cliffs later. I mean, they, they're they a little bit more tighter packed. So it's not shocking that we have a long list of people after the 150, but this is a great place to find value. This is true. So here's a list. Starting at pick 150 is Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, Mark Andrews, Jimmy Graham, Dallas Godert. I'm I butcher his name every time. And Trey Burton. Okay. And they're all literally between picks 150 and 158 in average ADP right now. Yep. So they're tight-knit. So a lot of people are sitting there going, screw it. I'm waiting till the 15th round to get a tight end or to get my second tight end. Craig. Oh, wait. No, it's me. Trying yeah, to. I'm yeah, trying to go first. Yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. So who am I keeping? Dallas Goder. Listen, Zach Ertz has not been durable. <laughs> I don't think anyone in
0: Philadelphia has been.
1: Fantastic. The fact that he's even on this list as the second tight end tells me I should consider him. He is. If anything happens to Zach Ertz, he is going to be phenomenal, and he is instantly, at worst, a number two tight end. At worst. So that means top 20, folks. He goes from number, well, oh, God, I only have 21 listed. So he goes from number 19 (laughs) to number 15, but that's still pretty good. That's still good. Even a shot at the top 10, maybe. My draft guy is Kyle Rudolph. Listen, Kyle Rudolph needs to stay healthy. And Kirk Cousins can throw the goddamn ball. Minnesota, there. if Minnesota does not win 10 games this year, everyone in that organization from top to bottom, and I mean guys selling beer at the bottom, need to be <laughs> fired. Because there is just too much talent for them not to be competitive. You would think. They've got a quarterback. They've got a running back who's good if he's healthy. Oh, and by the way, there's a guy behind him who ain't half bad who actually made my list. Wait for it.
0: Wait, he's flipping through the pages. I am. Where is he? Where is he? He's still flipping.
1: Oh, Alexander Madison. There you go. Alexander Madison, who isn't half bad, getting a lot of good buzz. So even if Dalvin Cook does go down, there's options. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. If Kyle Rudolph is healthy, he should be really good this year, and you can get him after the 10th round. My dump, Greg Olson. It's time for Greg Olson to retire. You know I'm, how old Greg Olson is? 35? He's 27. Oh my God! He's younger than Randall Cobb? Yes. There's no way. That's You're bullshitting me, right? No. I'll tell you his birthday. Give me one again. That is insane to me. There is no way I put him under 30. No universe where Greg Olson is younger than 30 years old. He's played forever. He's had an injury history. There's no way. No, I was wrong.
0: I was looking at the wrong guy. All right, what is He's it? 34.
1: Okay, 34. He's 34. All right. But he plays like a 34-year-old. And God bless him for playing this long. A lot of guys can't do it. I just can't. I can't trust him. So I am going to keep – I'm going to hope for Dallas Goddard. I'm going to draft Kyle Rudolph, and I'm going to dump Greg Olson. Craig, what have you got for me?
0: Um, So I'm going to go – Wait, right. that's the wrong list, damn it. All right. I've been a fan of this guy for a really long time. So I'm going to keep Jimmy Graham. He's Same the... kind of boat. He is back in a in a, on a is team. Is he 28? Is that where you I'm got gonna, that up? I am going to look that up now.
1: He's old too. But you uh, like you like the fact that Jimmy Graham no, is 32. now in
0: Green Bay. He's in Green Bay. He's on a team that is going to utilize a tight end as a passing
1: and When have they ever done that? <coughs> Bubba will. Franks. No, he will. I think he will, especially now. Listen. All right, I'm going to bet you right. a six pack of, or four pack because it comes in four packs of holiday all right now. All right. Holiday that comes in four pack? Oh, yeah, yeah how comes in four packs? That uh, let's see how do we how do now, we how do phrase to, this? How do you want to word this? I'm gonna bet that Jimmy Graham is under 800 uh, under 750 yards of total offense this year. This year, this year with the Green Bay Packers, and this bet is null and void <laughs> if he misses if he misses more than three games. That's out of fairness to you. So if he has a terrible injury, God forbid. You're not on the line for it, but if he all plays right. at least 13 games this year, okay. you're on the line, and he I'm saying 750 or fewer yards.
0: The least amount of games he ever played was 11 in Seattle in 2015.
1: And I'll still, I'll give you 13. I'll give you 13 leeways, but all under right. 750. All right, bet accepted. Bet accepted. Accepted on record. Write that down. Yep. Well, well we have it on tape, so it's all fine. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you like Jimmy Graham? Okay. I'm sorry. He was your draft, right? Uh, yes. Because you, who was your keeper?
0: See, I got this backwards again. I wrote them. I wrote myself. Yeah, I like keeper first. All right, so, so Graham's Graham's a keeper,
1: even at his age.
0: Yeah, because I think he has a couple more years left. In him. So if he has a
1: really good this year, this year, and you draft him in like the 14th round, and it's going to cost you a 12 to 14 round pick, you'll keep him. Right. Okay.
0: Right. Who's your drafter? Uh, my drafter. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this one. It is Olsen. You're going. You're going, I'm going old. I'm man. going old this time. Because again, the Panthers. Don't know about the arm strength in the quarterback.
1: Oh, my God. Can we just have enough of Cam Newton's arm strength? He's been fine. He's not Mariota. No, but he did have
0: ah, shoulder surgery. And he's
1: been fine in practice. That's practice.
0: But I just need to see him play a game, not a preseason game.
1: Oh, I think. yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So I'm dropping Jordan Reed. (laughs) <laughs> because he's on Washington. Because he's on Washington, and let me give you some stats about Jordan. Reed. We don't
1: need to hear stats about Jordan Reed. We already know how bad he is. Well, he looks them up anyway. Go ahead.
0: Hold on, I got it right here somewhere because my stupid browser closed. Uh, here it is. You ready for his career stats? Are you, are you prepared <sighs> yes. for this? I, I don't think I
1: could ever be prepared. But go ahead. <laughs>
0: um, since 2013, yeah, he has not completed a full season.
1: That's not surprising. I knew this.
0: Nine games, 11 games, 14 games, 12 games, 6 games, 13 games. I'm
1: surprised he got to 13 and 14 (laughs) games on two occasions.
0: Yeah, Jordan Reed. And the offense isn't good. And it's in Washington.
1: The offense isn't good. Now they're talking Case Keenum might be the opening day starter. Can he walk? He can stand there and throw the ball. I mean, Dwayne Haskins has great potential. He's going to need a year. I think Dwayne Haskins needs to go the Patrick Mahomes route and play behind... Uh, somebody for a good year and then see how things are done. The problem is he doesn't have a coaching staff led True. by Andy Reid, and he doesn't have a game-managing quarterback like Alex Smith. So I don't think standing with Jay Gruden and behind Colt McCoy hashtag slash um, mm, Case Keenum yeah. is going to really provide the results that they're looking for. I think that those things matter, and it's going to be tough. Uh, so. They agreed. Agreed. All right. So that's our, our deep dive for today. Craig, final thoughts. We're out of time. Final thoughts. Um, wow. It's draft time.
0: It's officially football season. We are They're in pre-season. full
1: blown draft season. Just
0: amazed of the summer. Just flew by is drinking pumpkin beer. Oh, I love it. The time is here. The time is now.
1: It's, it's go time <laughs> folks. If you're, if you're not, and I said this every week, if you're not prepping for your draft, you are behind. Um, it's, Uh, I think it's the last weekend in August is considered National Draft Weekend, which, in my opinion, should be a a, a holiday. Should be. Honestly. Um, So, yeah, listen to what's going on. Keep in mind that we recorded the Blitz uh, a couple weeks ago, so there may be some people that have changed. Next week, Craig and I will do an update on our Blitz rankings. Folks who have moved. Gordon is going to move down. Unless Zeke signs, he's going to move down. Injuries have happened. Keep on top of the news. Remember this simple statement your fantasy team belongs to you. We are here to give you our insight. Craig and I have, uh, I'm up to almost 30 years of experience doing this. You know, we've got 50 years of experience. That doesn't mean we're absolutely right. We have different opinions than a lot of folks. And we have not, if we were absolutely right, we'd win every freaking league we were ever in. Right. So with that, the last thing I want to do is I want to do a quick shout-out to John Hansen, the fantasy guru, because he liked one of our tweets. Nice. Uh, that was very, very nice. And a reminder to check us out on Twitter. We're at FignutsDFS. Send us a direct message if there's something you'd like to ask us. Uh, you want to talk to us in person? FignutsDFS at gmail.com. Also, check us out, the Football Fignuts, on Facebook. We'll be back next week. The busiest time of our year is July and August. It just is. After yes. that, we are just going to start plotting out with weekly DFS once the season starts. And then once the season ends, Britt takes a nap. <laughs> uh, until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. <laughs>